my name is Lauren Sage, and the best beer that I remember enjoying was Speakeasy's Big Daddy IPA from San Francisco. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Talk in episode 99 for Monday, August the 25th, 2014. I'm Rod Villagomez. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Talk, thanks for checking out the show. This week, Matt and Susan were joined by local beer blogger and bartender, Lauren Sage. Yeah, we had a great time talking with Lauren. Not only is she a bartender at the Abbey Trappist and also the writer behind Beer Up Your Life, but she knows a lot about beer, and as you'll hear, um, she's very involved in the beer community in California, the craft beer movement, and uh, we're going to talk to her about all that and uh, the great stuff that's coming up for Stockton Beer Week, including a special beer brewed just for the occasion. And hey, anybody who knows anything about beer is all right in my book, so I can't wait to hear from her. We are joined today by Lauren Sage, the bartender at the Abbey Trappist on the Miracle Mile, and the wonderful beer blogger at beerupyourlife.wordpress.com. Lauren, thanks for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We, uh, we talked with Steve Altamari from Highwater Brewing recently, and we are, as this show comes out, in the middle of beer week. So we are um, so thrilled to have another beer, I'm going to say beer celebrity, in the Outback Studios. Um, and the best thing about beer celebrities is what? They bring they beer. They bring beer. <laughs> I mean, that yes. is wonderful. So um, you brought a few uh, for us, Lauren. What are we gonna What, what are we gonna start with? Uh, today we're gonna open up first with Dust Bowl Brewing's Hobo Pilsner. It's brand new to the Stockton market. It's a uh, 5.3%. It is uh, got notes of light hops, a little bit of a lager taste. Tastes delicious, and I bottled it this last week myself. Wow, <laughs> nice! And you of course, bottled it. of course, Lauren goes nowhere without an opener on her keychain, which I love. I, I didn't even bring one into the studio because no. I, I just knew. No, love it. <laughs> I was a scout. I am prepared. Yes. <laughs> so you bottled it. I I um I'm fascinated by. I'm fascinated by beer, but I'm also fascinated how a, just a regular person goes about actually bottling bottling beer. What, what does that mean? You yeah. you made it and put it in a bottle, or how, what does that mean? I can't uh, give myself credit for the actual brewing. Um, I can't, went up to Dust Bowl this last uh, Monday because we uh, brewed the Stockton collaboration beer for Stockton Beer Week. It's the Stockton oh. Session is a hoppy red ale. Mm. Um, both my partner and I uh, started at 5 a.m. for the initial mash, and it usually takes about five hours or so. And so in between times of waiting for certain things to reach a certain temperature and start steaming, I just joined the employees on the bottling line and keep myself busy. So <laughs> we filled up some beers and packed up some stuff, and, and so it's ready to come up here to Stockton. Nice. Wow. Thank you. All right. So this is the um, Dust Bowl Hobo Pilsner. All right. Okay, so I'm going to ask, as the, probably the, the biggest beer nerd in the room, I'm bar none, I'm sure. So I know how to taste um, wine. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about how I should be tasting beer? Is it similar or different, or what should I be doing? 
I don't think you need as many of the whirls and twirls as you do with okay. wine tasting, That's but I always, I always recommend just at least an initial smell. You'll get a nice little notes of the hops or whether the malt used in it. So for a lighter beer, like a Pilsner, which includes a certain amount of hops, you're going to notice a little bit of a floral, sometimes maybe can almost be described as skunky, kind of a bite to it. Um, but then from there, I always recommend two sips on to try it to judge whether or not your palate really likes it. A Pilsner is going to be a little bit more carbonation forward and have a nice little bit of a bite from the hops, but uh, nice. it's really enjoyable. Very nice. That was very good. That was really good. Really good. Yeah, and uh, I learned only, I shouldn't say recently, but a couple of years ago, why I should always drink beer in a glass because of that, the, the smell and mm-hmm. using my nose and that that's part of the senses. Yeah. Just like wine, it needs to be opened up. It needs to separate. It needs to almost even just aerate a little bit. You'll yeah. be able to notice so much more flavor. Often beer, depending on the yeast or what the ingredients you sometimes can in some way separate, and especially if it has been sitting on a shelf for a certain amount of time. So pouring it through the glass allows the beer to kind of then fully go back to what it was originally intended to be. Mary. It yeah. sort of marries. Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah. word. Yeah. I, I go, when I go to concert in the park, I usually bring a few beers, um, one that I'll usually drink, and then there's always somebody sitting around. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'd like to try that one. Um, and I always bring uh, cups or glasses, and I think, and I don't, you know, to each their own, but the, some of the people that we've sat nearby, they've made comments to me about, well, just drink it on a bottle, and, and they maybe it could be a it could be a very cheap beer, but it's an interesting beer. And I think, well, I'm not going to drink an interesting <laughs> beer, especially for my first time chugging it out of the bottle (laughs) and my favorite line from um the guy that gives the tour at sierra nevada uh brewery he said you don't see people drinking wine out of straight out of the bottle so right (laughs) what's the difference so you are uh lauren you're the bartender at the abbey trappist so Mm -hmm. for those that don't know about the abbey trappist uh, shame on them but uh what, what can you tell us about the abbey trappist the abbey trappist has been open for over three years we're a open in with a little bit more of the intention of being traditional Belgian style focusing on the Belgian monk beers hence the Trappist um, in the name however over the last couple of years where the market has shifted to being very much local and um, American craft beer based um, we kind of followed suit also we know what our customers like to drink and ultimately we want to order beers that we also like to drink so um, over the last I would say year and a half we've made a big shift from than doing American craft and even more so within the last six months, really bringing in things that are less than an hour and a half drive for the general Stockton customer, just that to encourage people traveling, to encourage visiting the places directly and getting to kind of know more about Northern California history, especially with its relationship in beer. Yeah. You've done some tap takeovers. Yes. Uh, recently. Yeah. Um, every Thursday is our featured pint night. And either we do a t- complete tap takeover or we focus on a new beer release. And so recently we've focused on 21st Amendment. Um, this upcoming week we're going to be including Faction Brewing out of Alameda. We've done High Water in the last month. So every Thursday we'll have a new featured beer or brewery. I think that's people are really wanting to get back to you know really as local as they mm-hmm. can get, and I so that seems like a really great move on yeah. your part to to you know tighten yeah. that circle up even a little yeah. more. I think that's cool. Yeah, and especially I mean I uh, it seems to me, but it could be just you know confirmation bias that that I, I like, therefore I see everybody else liking. But I think mm-hmm. there's there's growth. I mean I follow the the craft beer 
mm-hmm. um, movement and from the you know, there's a lot written about mm-hmm. the growth um, and taking you know obviously you take you know Sam Adam but Boston mm-hmm. um, I forget the name of that brewer but um, Boston the Boston Lo- Brewing. Uh, Boston, yeah, the Boston Brewing Company. So yeah. Sam Adams and yeah. the lo- and Boston Lager. You take them out and you take Sierra Nevada out, the, the, the big guns, and you have hundreds of these brewers and they just seem to be growing and growing. And it's interesting because is the, this is still a wine market, right? This is still very much a wine community. Is that true? I or would just... Dis- I, generally, I would say um, it's an alcohol-based community because... Um, <laughs> Yes. Amen, sister. Sure. Um, just because for ev- for every two wine drinkers, you'll find three beer drinkers. Um, I've d- participated pouring for beer for Steve at events for with High Water Brewing, where it has been wine focused, and there are so many people that are so grateful. There's a beer booth, and they're just there the whole time. Yeah. So for every wine drinker, there's a, just a strictly beer drinker. Yeah. yeah. So you think it's pretty fifty-fifty? I would say definitely, and there's a lot more people that may not necessarily go out to the local establishments that appreciate beer as much and travel more for beer, but don't necessarily venture out locally to try new stuff too. So is that with the craft beer movement, is is that kind of where things are headed um, in terms of beer? I mean, you know, wine and, uh, you know, you can go wine tasting on a Saturday and you can, you know, hit several wineries. Is that going on with beer also or is that what's coming up on the horizon? I would say definitely is a little bit more on the horizon because some um, areas are very well that have such a strong beer history. Like I would say like Bend, Oregon has a beer trail and you can hike and visit 10 breweries in a day just hiking along a trail. Mm -hmm. And um, whereas smaller communities, even like Sacramento, you could visit now, I want to say 10 breweries within a day, just driving around the greater Sacramento. So more and more, I think we're starting to see that and we'll continue to see that. There's about 1,600 more breweries like uh, planned for this upcoming year that are like have applied for licensing and oh, so wow. it's increased in increase, in, in, Cal- in um in california alone oh, okay holy cow wow so we're talking again about the about the abbey um you have a um you do have beer on tap but you also have a pretty big a bottle selection that changes <laughs> periodically yeah. we have eight beers on draft and then our bottle selection is roughly i want to say close to 70 bottles um i would say about Close to half is on a permanent menu, and then the rest we rotate out depending on, we kind of think of breweries that we want, and we always have the newest releases from them, newest specialty bottles, and we have opened up a lot of new distributorship to actually bring in a lot of really cool smaller craft beers, a lot of um, Belgian sours, a lot of really neat stuff, for more in de- like inclined for the beer geek, and but there's a lot for the, you know, the intro beer nerd too. Yeah, and you have a you have a pretty good menu. Mm-hmm. You have a, a full menu, although I've only had a couple of things. But you have a yeah, we've got our your standard I would say pub fare. We've got our great fish and chips, uh, lots of sandwiches, sausages from Lockford, yeah. and we I do rotating. Um, we're most known for our Belgian style fries with yeah. the um, I believe it's fifteen various dipping sauces. Wow, and have you been there? Oh, we've been there. We were there we one were, night, yeah, um, yeah, uh, a few months ago, and yes. And had a debate on which sauces we were going to get. Yeah. It's all about the fries. And it is sauce things, royale. You go there, you got to get fries and you got to get sauces. Yeah. Uh, well, I like that there's such a selection of sauces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So that I, those are definitely a, a crowd pleaser, a crowd favorite. And we've added on garlic fries on top of that. So mm. to mix it up. And we have rotating food specials as well throughout the week, too. You, is there a, I mean, because of your rotation, I'm sure it changes, but is there a, 
one of your one of your regular beers on menu that's that's one of your most popular so you have a best-selling beer for our best-selling beer i would definitely say it has been for a very long time steve's beer the high water campfire stout okay um, that is now susan have you had the campfire stout i have not i i sadly missed that and you know that uh, night it is it is the one that you when i have introduced so many people to it uh since i first had it at uh the Puentes fundraiser that everybody says ah, i don't drink dark beer and then they try the campfire stout and they are converted mm-hmm. <laughs> to at least a campfire stout it's my dad's favorite stout and my dad went from Coors Light to IPAs and he wouldn't drink anything in between that and he loves that beer I'll have to try that because I'm I'm not a dark beer girl at all but I I would give that a whirl for sure yeah Yeah, that's pretty special yeah that's um uh, that's good to have a a local place Uh, you can buy it in grocery stores but it's great that you to go into a a traditional what I would call a beer bar uh, that focuses on beer and then uh, be able to get uh, some high water Mm mm-hmm I was looking at the um, at the menu, and I was wondering, um, and Matt, I was wondering if you had tried the frog legs, and um, Lauren, how 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 many of orders of those are you selling? Do you think quite a few? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Have you had not, that, Matt? No, no, not there. I've had them at French Twenty Five, but I have not had them. At Matt, the back yeah. with I can't I like believe frog it. Legs. Yeah, yeah. this fishy chicken. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tastes just like chicken. It doesn't taste anything like chicken. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at awesome, ever, though. I like that you have something unique you and indigenous <laughs> to the Delta area, I would say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you've, you've never had frog legs, Susan? Oh, yes. I think we've, uh, I've shared that story. My grandparents uh, um, had a place out on the Delta. So you know, men in our family actually get, went out and gigged the frogs. There you go. Brought them back, and my oh, wow. you know grandmother from Oklahoma would throw those in some you know cornmeal. And oh yeah, I've had frog legs. Yes, no. I have. There's a disclaimer that we do not get our frog legs from the Delta. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would say that was in 1965 when the you know it was a, a little different. Those were different times. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> Your um, your Instagram has quite the following, as does your blog, um, Beer Up Your Life. Mm-hmm. When did you When did you start that? Now it's been closer to two years uh, of January, so a little over um, about a year and a half now. I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, kind of started with the original inten- intention, just seeing with my passion for beer. Um, actually a little bit more just kind of the separation of like women in craft beer that people generally don't assume that a woman could have a beer palette and yeah. it's something that I've run into through work and um, kind of working through beer festivals and talking about beer and amongst friends too and um, so it started with that and more and more has kind of switched over and gradually as we've expanded in beer that I've been able to write more about local beer and um a little bit with cooking with beer, just this general, like this embodiment of this culture of beer that we have here in the Central Valley that you can cook with it, you can drink with it, you can enjoy it with friends and the festivals that we have going on. We're so close to so many amazing breweries and just an easy day trip. So I try to write about that. So it's beering up your life. Yeah. Right. So what kind of, what kind of cooking things do you, do you like to do with beer? Oh man, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I love 
just even basic recipes where I've done things with like cheeses where I melt uh, cheese down with beer and like mixing fondue. around different cheeses and fondues and oh. different beers, different cheese. Just it's an experiment. I like to make beer bread with it and oh. using different beers. Um, one of my favorite recipes that I do is um, a chipotle uh, style chili with uh, bison mm. brewing's uh, organic chocolate stout is also one of my favorites. Wow. Um, marinating just your basic uh, meat in it right before throwing it on the grill. Just baste it in some a lager or a, a porter, whatever, depending on what uh, type of protein you're using. So wow. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's um, really interesting. I I wouldn't have thought about cooking with beer so that's I think that's really cool yeah there's a lot you can do so so how did you develop this passion for beer when did that start for you the day you turned 21 (laughs) no oh I'm gonna go with about 18 living in San Francisco well then yeah no and it was actually like I didn't drink very much and I didn't think I liked beer um, from stealing Coors Light cans from my father's fridge sorry dad um (laughs) And I just didn't think I had the palate for it. And I had a girlfriend that was really into IPAs when, at the time. And she was drinking those. And everything was out of San Francisco. And it was local. And it was easy. And it was it was pretty cheap. And so I, all of a sudden, I just I drank a lot of Anchor Steam. I drank a lot of Speakeasy wow. beers. And there's just something so uniquely American about beer. And the, mm-hmm. the, the way that our history is built around it. And the way that the, commu- the community that I met through beer, just at bars and whatnot, I just, I loved it. And I fell in love with the, the understanding that everybody, it wasn't a competition and everybody got along. And there's some, where I had, had a background from doing union organizing and political activism in the Bay Area, that there was something that was both like, as in terms of a profession and career, what I wanted to do, it was so parallel and um, I just really, really enjoyed it. And so I still look at beer kind of politically because of it and hence kind of my initial writing about women and beer, just kind of the general, um, you know, the, yeah, the, women the binary and women can drink beer. And I know guys that I can drink out of the table. So <laughs> well, not only that, right but on, it sister. is a, I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's the thing that I found Right away, I discovered Beer Up Your Life, and I don't remember exactly when it was, but I was f- so fascinated. But there was something about that it was a um, young woman from Stockton. I thought, wow, that's, I mean, it's an underrepresented demogra- uh, part of the demographic. Mm-hmm. It's out there, but it's not certainly maybe in much larger markets in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, on the East Coast, but certainly in the Central Valley of Northern California, there's not a lot of people. Um, I mean, when I think about if I'm going to ask a beer question, I ask you or one of our mutual friends, Carrie. Yeah. I, I don't know anybody yeah. else. I don't know yeah. any of the females that know as, know as much about beer. Yeah, no, we're definitely, by a lot of like distributor sense and market sense, for having talked with other people in like the Bay Area, Sacramento, you know, they consider us just to be having an IV of Coors Light straight to our veins. And so then there's women with even more like broader palates than that. I think it throws people off. And I love to travel, I love to get out of town. And like there's great excuses behind beer. And so more and more I just dove right in and I love everything about it. So, so speaking of which, let's, uh, Open up something else. What, what do you else? think about finding uh, finding another one of the the selection that you brought? <laughs> what, what do we want to go with for for seconds? For second up here, I'm probably going to recommend just a little, actually pretty similar from Sudwork in Davis, California. 
um, the dry hopped lager. So the lager, same kind of style of, for, with pilsners, it kind of goes through a, a different kind of brewing process. Lagers and pilsners are kept very cold through the, the entire fermentation. And this one, they throw hops in at the very end. So it's just going to be like pretty much if you th- consider your German style lager, real light, easy to drink. And then there's just a little note of like a hop here at mm. the end. So, And the added bonus um, on the can, there is an elephant riding a penny farthing bike. Oh. So the fact that there's a penny know farthing. That? Did she know how you feel about penny farthing? Um, probably not. No. Most people but don't. But I, I, have, I have to break Sandipity. your heart and tell you it's a bear. Oh, it's a bear. I am blind. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it looks like an elephant. An elephant would really, you know, that w- <laughs> on a penny farthing would be so amazing. Should we, should, are we sure we want to open this? <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs> no. But the most, the most... Uh, the most important thing is that it's riding a penny farthing. Yeah, right. It's serendipitous, I, I would say. <laughs> so the the logo for Sudworkers Base out of Davis, California, and the actual the penny four bike is the logo for Davis. Yeah, yeah. it's everything. And then the bear is California. for California. So it's Davis, California is the logo. Okay, but now from a distance, Susan, you can see that it's kind of yes. Let can, me let it, me confirm it, that. It could be kind of anything. No, that's not fair because you're giving me an unfair advantage. Um, Squint your eyes. I could. Wait, let me take my glasses. Take your glasses yep, off. Yep, that looks like an elephant. Thank you. <laughs> I've been involved. Such a good co-host I'm for you. <laughs> so they recently started canning this one, and so I think that makes it pretty convenient for your day hike or you know just any excuse to the beach. You don't want sand to get into it, so it's easy to just, just drink it straight from the glass or they from the can. They stack a lot if you better like. than bottles. Mm-hmm. Well, They're let mo- let me ask the what did you call us intro beer geek? Is that what mm-hmm. I am? Am I an intro beer geek? Sure. Okay. Yeah, well, so totally. the difference between cans and bottles. I mean, what um, what is that? About? Generally, so actually, th- I think that there's a general misnomer about cans, and given the kind of domestic beer culture that people have, but um, actually, cans are environmentally uh, much more environmentally friendly. Um, it's actually cheaper in, in the long run for a brewery to switch to cans. Also, it actually helps hold the beer better. Because mm-hmm. cans allow a beer to go from very hot to very cold. It can go to hot again, and it won't affect the actual quality of the beer at all. And a beer can actually be damaged through light struck. Light, yeah. And so even with the dark, that's why beer bottles are darker. Um, and that's also why, like, your Corona will taste kind of skunky, mm-hmm. is that there's light and heat damage done to with a lighter glass. However, um, this actually out of the can, and if you pour it out right away into glasses, it it's just like a glass bottle, if not even more fresh and, and kind of to what the, even from the initial canning, that it'll be almost the same beer. I realized that when I, I fully committed to drinking from a glass uh, quite a while ago, and it doesn't make a difference to me. If it comes out of a Because I'm drinking it out of a glass mm-hmm. and not drinking it out of, a, you know, mm-hmm. again, to use the wine analogy, we don't drink wine. At least mm-hmm. I don't drink wine from the bottle. Um, so I don't drink beer from the bottle. So, yeah. but yeah, there is that. There certainly is that that misconception that um, beer from a uh, can tastes like a can, mm-hmm. which if that's the case, then they're drinking it from the can mm-hmm. and they're tasting it because they're putting their mouth on the can. Yep. That, that's exactly it, is that your brain, if you smell aluminum, you taste aluminum, you're, just from your mouth touching it, you'll, you'll think that the beer is metallic, and it can affect that just psychologically yeah. of, about the beer. Get beer glasses, people. That's that's the takeaway. And glasses where you can tell an elephant from a right. bear. Wear your glasses and use beer glasses. Yes. <laughs> so what's your style of beer that you that you prefer? Where, where in, the, in the world of... The different uh, beer variety styles do you, do you like? Well, it depends on the day. 
if I've worked, if I'm hungry, what I'm eating. I just um, generally, um, I, re- I, I, I tend to lean towards hoppy beers, um, towards like about this time of the year. I'm usually drinking more Pilsners, lagers, and especially as they're dry hopping them. This is actually probably one of my favorite summer releases, the Sudwerk beer. Um, but once we get towards winter time, that's when my stouts and porters um, are coming back out of the fridge or out of my cellar. I cellar and age beer as well. Um, yeah, so just generally it's, it's just all in my mood. Um, you know, a sour beer if I need a palate cleanser. Just So it's – sorry I didn't really answer your question, but if no, I had children, it's like you asked me to decide my favorite, and I, could, <laughs> I couldn't do that. What are your favorite pair of shoes? What are yeah, your favorite for, pair of shoes? Yeah, or uh, what, yeah. um, what outfit or perfume are you going to put on today? And so I'm really enjoying this beer, if anyone would like you to You like know. that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the um, – do we call it a bouquet with beer? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That's, that'll be the hops you're smelling. I'm glad you asked me to sit in on this, aren't you? <laughs> I think this I, is great. Yeah, no, I, I really love... like the bouquet of this, and I think it tastes um, pretty delightful. There you go. You just have to look for the bear on a penny. Yes, candy. don't look for the elephant or you'll never find it. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the bear? It's good. It's not my normal... It's uh, a little light for you? N- no, I wouldn't say light because I wouldn't put it as a lager like I would have originally thought because it is it is more hoppy but mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's not what I normally drink but I like it and then certainly on a on a warm day I, I'm not a fan of drinking beer when it's ice cold any style of beer mm-hmm. and so I don't I never equate hot weather with cold beer mm-hmm. I think of any weather with good beer but uh, I can see <laughs> this one as a I just mowed the lawn now I'm done I'm gonna relax it's hot outside you have some stuff going on at the Abbey for Beer Week. Yes. Um, this week we'll have, um, we're pouring for Dust Bowl, with Dust Bowl Brewing, as I mentioned. We brewed the Stockton Session beer, the Hoppy Red Ale. That's being released on Tuesday the 26th, mm. is, um, as well as several other Dust Bowl, uh, Dust Bowl beers. We're going to be showing their uh, new ramen-based beer, the Noodle Knocker. Wait, wait, wait. The The one? ramen? Yes, they brewed with ra- they brewed with uh, Thai rice noodles. Originally, they wanted to use ramen. However, they couldn't find a nice. Uh, there's not a ramen factory anywhere near here in Turlock, <laughs> and so they went with Thai rice noodles. And because of with the Thai, the rice noodle, they ended up having to also use like very like various like corn like sugars. So they in essence actually made an 8.5 craft malt liquor. Malt liquor, yeah. Wow, and it's called the Noodle Knocker. The Love it. Knocker. Sounds pretty loaded. Yes. Yeah. We'll be having that as well as Set of Wrath, their double IPA, Hops of Wrath, their major flagship, the um, the their chocolate milk stout that they're releasing, as well as um. I just love the and name then Hops also of Wrath. the session. Mm-hmm. I do too. It's 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 a you know all the so many wine makers try to come up with these clever names. It's about time somebody else got into the. No, I was just gonna names. I was just gonna say that beer definitely um, has the naming um, hands down better than wine yeah better to say that hops of wrath hops of wrath or noodle knocker <laughs> i think i would have missed the point that you said ramen except for that it was called noodle knocker so that's clever that's clever marketing right there yeah. mm-hmm. i bet that's fun to think up those names too i've always thought that would be a fun job to you know 
either name beer or nail polish or lipstick or you know come think, up with those I cool think names we're, we're kindred spirits because that is actually my dream job okay. was to be a freelance namer and i was <laughs> like you. i was like i'll name paint i'll name ice cream beer your baby matt whatever me, matt you can't you know this is podcasting so you can't see but matt kind of gave me a funky look a little I did bit not but give you thank a funky you for look. confirming oh, i did not give you a funky look i've got I great gave you a look of of um Acknowledgement, because I know that about you, because we oh, talked okay. about your fascination okay, with naming. Yes, wouldn't that be a great job? Yeah, no, I actually have, like, a small journal that I keep to myself of beer names that I come up with that awesome. I have on, like, file just in case. And, you know, I've let, fa- like, various breweries know that if they ever need, like, help naming something, I've got a whole You're notebook girl. of it. I'm, I'm the person to call, so. That's, that's great. That's great. Love that. Lauren, one of the events going on for Beer Week is Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. That the uh, the Abbey is hosting. What's going on then? Yeah, this is our uh, second beer fest. We did one last year for Beer Week um, on the thirtieth from eleven to four. We're going to be hosting uh, the locals only beer garden, and the stipulation was is that generally you were under a hundred miles. We made uh, the exception to our Fresno friends at Tioga Sequoia Brewing. Um, however, so we're going to be focusing on ten breweries that are uh, generally pretty easy to get to and. You can b- purchase a VIP ticket for all you can drink for these 10 breweries, also included um, for Dust Bowl Brewing, Knee Deep. Um, we're showcasing uh, schooners from uh, Antioch. Love, um, let's see, do, 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 do. Uh, we'll have Track 7 and Bike Dog Brewing from Sacramento, mm. uh, who both don't distribute here to this area, as well as schooners. Um, and then we'll also be having Lagunitas and a few other local uh breweries this, and it should be a lot of fun and then from there we'll have drink tokens that you can purchase to, if you'd like to then purchase full pints of what we'll be drinking so. and I know that the SJBC the Soundking Bike Coalition will be there I'll be there as well manning the um, the bike parking so we will have valley bark, bike parking um, there so you can come ride your bike out to uh, out to Beer Fest behind uh, it's, it's happening in yep. the parking lot behind the yeah, Abbey the, right? the lot right behind that okay. sounds so fun. When you started talking about that, Matt and I both our eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be providing f- food through the Abbey, and we're hoping to bring in some alternative um, food vendors to be outside as well. So you'll, food will be available for purchase, but it'll be a nice cheap ticket for lots of great local beer. And will there be beer limbo, as I saw that there was last year? or <laughs> If you ask nicely, we'll do it again. <laughs> beer limbo. <laughs> yeah. There was wow. a beer limbo competition that the Visit Stockton branch kind of like they helped put together and you can win prizes and some shirts. So there was some good beer limbo and lots of good dr- day drinking. So. Nice. I, I can't imagine how poorly I will do in beer limbo, but I I can't limbo without drinking <laughs> beer. So that would not be something that I would undertake. But it looked like a lot of fun on the website, I have yeah. to say. Hey, this is Heather from Visit Stockton. If you love craft beer, you'll love Stockton Beer Week, happening Friday, August 22nd through Sunday, August 31st at bars and restaurants all around Stockton. We have tons of awesome participants this year, including the Abbey Trappist Pub, Av on the Mile, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, Central Kitchen and Bar, David's Pizza and Lincoln Center, Delta Bistro and Lounge at the University Plaza Waterfront Hotel, Impresso Coffee House, French 25, Lincoln Cellar, which is holding a special early opening just for Stockton Beer Week, Monday, August 25th through Friday, August 29th. Macronage Macarons, Midtown Creperie and Cafe, 
Mile Wine Company, Valley Brewing Company, The Waterloo Club, and Whiskey Barrel Tavern. These venues are hosting some can't-miss events for Stockton Beer Week this year. The Abbey Trappist Pub has something new going on every day, including their annual Locals-Only Beer Festival on Saturday, August 30th, featuring 12 breweries from within 100 miles of Stockton, Bike Dog, Common Ciders, High Water, Tioga Sequoia, and many more. Tickets are on sale now at the Abbey. Save $10 on general admission if you purchase before the day of the event. Av on the Mile has some fun nights planned as well. On August 29th, you can drink some Bay Area brews and cheer on the San Francisco Giants as they take on the Brewers. And don't miss David's Pizza in Lincoln Center, a first-time Stockton Beer Week participant. They have added five taps to the bar just in time for Stockton Beer Week. They will be featuring Firestone Walker's 805 and 21st Amendment's Hell or High Watermelon. Try pairing them with their Buffalo Chicken Pizza of the Month. Delta Bistro and Lounge at the University Plaza Waterfront Hotel has a fun night planned on Friday, August 29th. Join them for beer camp with Sierra Nevada in the courtyard. Enjoy various barbecue skewers paired with four Sierra Nevada brews. There will be raffle prizes, music, beer trivia, bottle cap art activities by Sierra Nevada, and plenty to eat and drink. You will also have full access to the courtyard, including outdoor games like billiards and beanbag toss, and access to the swimming pool. Tickets are $25 and available at the front desk of the hotel. Valley Brewing Company has something new planned for you every night. Check out their beer and comedy show, movie and beer nights, Elvis Beach Party, beer cocktail competitions, and much more. Head on over to the Waterloo Club on Wednesday, August 27th to enjoy live music by Touch of Magic and a Lagunitas in Drake's Tap Takeover. Stroll through the many participating bars and restaurants on the Miracle Mile for the annual Beer Bingo on the Mile. It's back this year, and over 10 retailers have joined in on the action and will be offering beer tastings on Thursday, August 28th, along with specials all week long. We are super excited to have an official Stockton Beer Week Red Ale called Stockton Session. Stockton Session was created for us by Dust Bowl Brewing out of Turlock, and it will be available exclusively during Stockton Beer Week at the Abbey Trappist Pub, Central Kitchen and Bar, Impresso Coffee House, Lincoln Cellar, and Mile Wine Company. Get it before it's gone. For more information on Stockton Beer Week events, head over to StocktonBeerWeek.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook for giveaways and tag your photos on Instagram with hashtag StocktonBeerWeek and hashtag VisitStockton. New 2014 Keep Calm and Drink beer shirts are here and on sale now at the Visit Stockton office. As always, be safe, celebrate craft beer, and enjoy. Cheers! Thank you for listening to part one of our interview with Lauren Sage. There is still more beer talk coming. Look for the next show in the feed or go to podcaststockton.com.